Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another night of the Holy Ghost Field Revival, y'all. Y'all already know, we have been getting such powerhouse words coming from all different directions, doing everything that they want to do. Minister Monaro, Morrow, he told us to be committed and submitted. And then we heard that we needed to do a new thing for the new beginning. And last night, Brother Aaron, he just told us, basically, you've got to be consistent. we got to work on our consistency. And tonight... We have another one of our very own Purpose Kingdom Network. Y'all, if y'all never heard this word come from come from Evangelist Todd, you are in for a treat tonight. So, of course, we're going to do it the same way. It's Romans 1, chapter 1, chapter 12, verse 1, excuse me. And, of course, Cappy's going to come on and read the scripture. But then after the scripture, the very voice you will hear is our brother, very own, Evangelist Todd Nelson. Bring the word, Todd. Bring the word. Amen. Happy, happy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm excited to be here this evening. I'm excited about what God has been doing, and I'm excited about what he is going to do this evening. Our theme scripture for our revival this week, as she just said, is Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And I will be reading from the King James Version. And it reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. And that, again, was Romans chapter 12, verse 1, and we know that the word of the Lord is already blessed. So the next voice you will be hearing is that of the man of God for the evening. Evangelist, the ministry is in your hands. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. Jesus and I would like to welcome all that has been with us and all who has just joined us. We welcome you. Hallelujah. When I was told on what we'd be be teaching on, Jesus spoke to me and he said, teach on what sacrifice means. For people have some or no idea of what an acceptable or an unacceptable sacrifice is. So tonight, Jesus and I will be teaching on acceptable and unacceptable sacrifices. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Father God, we come to you only in spirit and only and in truth, Father God. First, just to worship you and praise you for this whole week, Father God. We praise you for the word that went forth before this, for this fourth day, Father God. Knowing your word, when I come back void to you, Father God, we know that your word has opened up the ears for people, Father God, breaking strongholds for Lucifer, Father God. And once again, Father God, I ask you tonight to denounce me and fulfill me up with you, Father God. Let it be thine words come through, Father God, that will do the same, Father God, as me to be and breaking chains that Lucifer has. Only in Jesus Christ's blessed and holy name, we claim the victory over Lucifer, all that is fallen with him, and all that is influenced by him. And in our Lord and Savior's name, Father God, we say yes unto you, and amen, amen, and amen. Sacrifice, an offering made to a deity as for thanksgiving, praise, worship, the act of depriving some the act of depriving oneself of something for for the sake of reaching a goal or for the sake of someone else. The thing that's given up in this manner. That's a definition of sacrifice. But the funny thing is we make sacrifices all day long. If you have children, a job, family and friends, and don't forget you meaning your needs, then you know what giving up something means. For example, say your child say you need a new pair of shoes and your child, or for some people, children do too. We already know who's going to be wearing those old pair to next payday. This is why when we have the, the chance and opportunity to get a new jacket for winter, we buy the heaviest jacket we can find because we know it's going to be a while till we get a new one. We always say to ourselves, my kids come first. Your job, spending more time at work, putting in all the overtime you can get so your family can have what they need. Birthdays, Christmas, or whatever it is, or whatever you're meaning, whatever it is you do, sacrificing your time with them, missing out on important events. We always say they're depending on me. Your friends, helping them out in hard times. Whatever that situation may be, you get that phone call, you're on your way. You call off your work. You'll even sacrifice your bedroom. We always say, that's my man's. Or for the ladies, that's my girl. They need me. And then, oh, yeah, we ain't forgot about this one. And then there's you. Some of the sacrifices we made when it comes to what when it comes to what we meaning me myself and I want. Let me start. Let me say it again. I'm kind of nervous here. And when God puts something in your hands, you want to make sure you're delivering it properly. You want everybody to get understanding what God is saying. So let me say this again to you. Some of the sacrifices we make when it comes to what we meaning me myself and I want. Some of us, like me, sacrifice good health for sex, drugs, and alcohol. I was a DJ, and I was out there running wild. But some people sacrifice food, being clean, home, family, friends, and God for the things they want. Now, I know Jesus saved me, so I know he can help them. We, we think because we work so hard or feeling sad or mad or something bad or something good happened, we need to turn ourselves to these things that don't even help us. Alcohol will never help you. Drugs will never help you. But we tell ourselves, I deserve this. <clears throat> That's the thing we have to look at, that deserving thing. 
We deserve the things that make our flesh feel good. Let's say that again, Lord. This deserving thing, we deserve the things that make our flesh feel good while we're sacrificing our souls. As you can see, to commit to a sacrifice, you must have a goal, a reason for it. You must learn to desire God, sacrificing your flesh by acknowledging God through praise, thanking him, and most of all, calling upon him. Now, when we know what a sacrifice is, we will, we, God will bring us to his holy mountain and make us joyful in his house of prayer. As exi- as, mm, like I said, forget, I'm kind of nervous here, but as, um, as mm, see, come on, brother. Isaiah, thank you, Lord, as Isaiah 5, 56, and 7 speaks on. Even then, even them will I bring, even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. For their offerings, for their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house. For my house shall be, shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Hallelujah. You can't beat that God looking out for us in this manner. And that's the thing we have to we have to understand what sacrifice does. It brings us closer to God. It it wakes us up from our flesh into our spirit, knowing that we have to walk in our spirit because our goal is to get close to God. So when you read so when you study, thank you, Holy Spirit, when you study, not read, study the Old Testament, you will learn what sacrifice giving up something for God really means. As Leviticus 9, 1 and 4 teaches us as Moses teaches his brother Aaron and his kids. And it came to pass on the eighth day that Moses called Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. And he said unto Aaron, Take thee a young calf for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering without blemish, and for and offer them before the Lord. And unto the children of Israel thou shalt speak, saying, Take ye a kid of a goat for a sin offering, and a calf and lamb, both for the first year without blemish. For a burnt offering, for the for the burnt offering Verse 4, also a bullock and a ram for peace offering to sacrifice before the Lord and a meat offering mingled with oil for for today the Lord will appear upon you, appear to you. Amen. This is what sacrifice means. You know what I mean? Sacrifice is like repentance. We learn that when we do something against God and we recognize we, we sinned against God, you have the power of repentance. Repentance cleans you of that sin. You would say, Father God, I repent for this. I know it went against you. And repentance also means you recognize you did something against God, you seek his forgiveness, and you turn away from it and turn not to do it again. We're going to talk about that shortly. Through our acceptable sacrifices comes joy and rejoicing with others. Fellowship. As Apostle Paul, my mentor, teaches us in Philippians 2, 14 and 19. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. That ye that may be blame, blameless and harmless, 
the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not ran in vain, neither labored in vain. Yea, and if I be offered up the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the, for the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy certainly unto you that I also may be, be good comfort when I know your state. That, that's, that right there says it all. Because when, someone when, when, when someone's praising God for others, you see in God fall, his spirit fall upon them. And when you see God fall, his spirit fall upon them, you see them walking in his light. You start praising. Y'all start praising. Everybody just start. And you, you, if you've never felt the enjoyment of Christ when it comes down to prayers, you will never understand what God is talking about. You need to understand that that joy of coming together and praising God brings us closer and closer together. And we need that closeness together because we need one another. And that's one thing we have to understand as Jeremiah 17, 25, and 26 teaches us. The word of God says, Then shall they enter into the gates of this city, kings and princes, sitting upon the throne of David, riding on chariots and horses, they, their princess, their princes, I'm sorry, they, them, they and their prince, and the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and this city shall remain forever. And they shall come, and they shall come from the cities of Judah and from the place about Jerusalem and from the land of Benjamin and from the plain and from the mountains and from the south, bringing burnt offerings and sacrifices and meat offerings and incense and burning sacrifices of praise unto the Lord. Praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. That is one thing that God is seeking from us. That's the one thing that we owe God. We have to give to God to understand you owe him this. Look at everything you go through all day long. God is always looking out for you. God has got doors for you. He has what's called provisions for you. He has what's called blessings for you. Overlooking, he's holding Lucifer back. He holds danger back from you. We owe God that praise. And this is what God wants us to understand about a sec uh, an acceptable sacrifice. You're doing this for the glory of God. You know when you when you go in and commit this like like your kids, it's the same exact thing you're doing because you know your kids need something. God needs something from us, our praise, our worship. And when we learn to do an acceptable sacrifice and give God these praises and these words, He just opens doors for you. Everything that He has for you, He pours out on you. You can't deny God. You can't turn God down. God's always there for you. But we got to get an understanding. He wants us. This is what he desires from us, our praise, our worship. He wants to hear that. It brings joyful tears into his eyes. It is open to you. He will hold back whatever Lucifer is trying to do to you. But you have to understand 
Praising God is also doing things for other people, putting yourself to the side. If someone needs something, you give it to them, knowing I'm doing this for God. I may need this for I have a hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I took my fiance to work one day, and I said, babe, I ain't got no money right now. You got something I get some for lunch. She said, there's $15, three fives sitting in the advisor. I'm like, all right. She gets out the car, and my grandson got out of the car. I back up, go leave the spirit to me. You know them five dollars not for you. <laughs> I just started laughing to pull it off. As soon as we get to the top of Grant Street, there's a homeless man sitting there with a sign. She said, get that one five to him. All right, cool. As I made that left turn to go down um, the, the, um, the Roosevelt Boulevard, I'm driving down, boom. Now, when we're taking her to work, she wasn't still feeling all that good. That's why I drove. So in case she got sick at work, I can come back and come get her. So all half, halfway down the road, my grandson called me, talking about she got to come home. I'm like, all right. Made a right turn. I had to go all to down the boulevard. You got to wait to make a right turn to come back around. So I go down. I turn around, and sure enough, as I'm going to make that right turn, there go another homeless man right there. I go and I make the turn. Jesus said, give that other five to him. I'm like, all right, here you go. Now, remember, I asked her, do you have any money so I get something to eat? But when Jesus told me that that's them three fifteen, them three fives are not for you, I smiled because I know my hunger went away. Because I agreed upon what God said. Let me get them to them instead of me thinking about myself. Walking eight years of being homeless, I know what that's like. People turn down their nose on you. People looking bad on you. I, you can't judge a person how they got there. God don't need you to do that. But when God says go help them, you help. That's a sacrifice, an acceptable sacrifice. We have to learn that when we're working and living for Christ, remember, he sacrificed himself for you. He got up on that cross and didn't come off. He stayed up there because he knew y'all need me in the future. Y'all going to need me. Y'all got a devil demon right here, right now, tearing them up. It's because of them sacrifices are no good. We're going to get into that in a few minutes. But Jesus knew you're going to need me. But if you're going to be with me, then you have to do what I do. That's what Christian means, Christ-like. How can you say you're a Christian and you ain't doing things like Christ does? That makes no sense. You're walking backwards. You're going to speak on that. But we're making an acceptable sacrifice unto God. You give the God with no whole bars. That's what he's saying with no blemishing. Shame to do this. Hide. No. Took your chest out do what God needs you to do. That's all we got to do. When acceptables. When we really want to please God, you will truly do an acceptable sacrifice. You will strive to do them. You will look to do them because you understand it's needed in a world, as God said, that's corrupt and perverse. It needs the, the Spirit of God needs to be seen walking on this earth every day. Lucifer's around here every day. We see it on the TV. They got TV shows, everything they do. They got a show called Lucifer. They got this cat thinking, calling evil good and good evil. God already said, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. That's the sin. We see evil every day. Where do you see good? You have to make that. You have to bring Christ to the problem. Stop praying on and go there. Pray for that person. Hold hands with them. Pray for them. Let them see that Christ is with you. So when you come in, they can feel that spirit of Christ coming and all that runs off. As an evangelist, I love when God tells me, go over here. And we get down and you can just see as an exorcist, you can see the demons running because here comes Jesus. As soon as you get there, the people, 
They're accepted to you because the spirit of Christ is on you, and you're there for them, not for you. You're there to seek to help them out. You're there to fight for demons for them. You're there to get any help that you can at any cost. Jesus did say, if you follow me, they will prosecute you. might even kill you in my case, but you won't lose your life. You have everlasting life. Where's the fear coming from? There should not be none. When we're doing acceptable sacrifices, you must always remember you're doing them for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we ain't going to be too long. <laughs> we ain't going to be too long. But now, let's take a good study on what unacceptable sacrifices are. These sacrifices come from pride. Oh, excuse me. It's all about you. You're only doing something if you're going to benefit from it. That's your only thing. You always say, these are the type of people that like, they say, what's in it for me? <laughs> what's in it for you? I feel you. Remember, always remember, a sacrifice is to praise and get close to God for the good of others. All that you do is for the glory of Christ, not for yourself or for Lucifer. Because mankind is living for this world, seeking to do Lucifer's will, sacrificing their souls for authority, the right and the power to command and to be obeyed. Hold on. Guys, we'll talk about that for a minute. The right to be command, the right to command. And be obeyed. Sound like a bunch of people we've been looking over, over the years, ain't it? Let me talk, so I throw out a name for you. Trump. Donald Trump. This man would not come out of that office because he believed in his sick mind and he won that case. Out of everything that said you lost the election, no, I did not. You're going to do as I say. He gets on the, uh, all the media stuff and put all these orders out there. God, we apologize for the technical difficulty. The devil is a liar. The word of God will go forth. We thank you for holding in there with us. We will get the man of God reconnected in one second as we just give God some praise with Chicago Mass Choir. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Reconnected the man of God who will continue with the word of God. Hallelujah, God. Man of God, you are back in charge of the ministry. 
Amen, amen, amen. That's how that punk does. He, he don't want this to go out, but that's the same because God got the authority over everything. Go back me, show him on the right track because it threw me off for a second, but you know something? I have Jesus to put me right back on track. I know we are at Jeremiah, Jeremiah 7, verses 24 to 28, and we're speaking on the evil that man does not turn, man turning away from God to do Lucifer's will. And we're going to start back over at verse 24, and it says, But they hearken not, nor incline their ears, but walk in the counsel and in the imagination of their evil hearts, and went backwards and not forward. Since the day that your fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt to this day, I have even sent unto you all my servants and prophets, daily rising up early to send and sending them. Yet they hearkened not unto me, nor inclined their ears, but hardened their necks, and did worse than their fathers. Therefore thou shalt speak and thou shalt speak all these words unto them, but they won't they, but they will not hearken unto thee. Thou shalt also call unto them, but they will not answer thee. But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation of this is a nation that's obedient to the voice of the Lord their God. Nor nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. Wow. Turning away from Lucifer wants you to do. To turn away from God. It sounds like today. Lucifer, that's all his, that's his whole plan is we've got to get an understanding that Lucifer is planning to get you out of the way from God. Once Lucifer sees you turning from God's words and stop praising and worshiping God, Lucifer closes the door to his trap. And in his trap, he will teach you how to worship him. Okay, where that go at? Lord, they're trying to mess me up here again. And he will teach you how to worship him. As Deuteronomy, where you go? Oh, Lord. Oh, right here. Thank you, Jesus. You're so blessed. As Deuteronomy 32, 17 to 20 speaks. Now, listen to what God says. This is what Lucifer wants to teach you. They sacrifice unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they know not. The new gods that come newly, whom your fathers feared not. And the rock that begat thee, thou art unmindful and hast forgotten God that formed thee. And when the Lord says it, saw it, he abort them. Because they have because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see that their end shall be. For they are a very forward generation, children in whom is no fear. Like I said, if you turn on the news and hear what's going on, the sad thing is they got a show I call Hip Hop Homicide. These people, these young people in uh, Chicago, Atlanta, are killing each other for words, mere words. Somebody said something about them and you disrespected them, or you disrespected my clique, and now you got to go. Or you somebody that killed somebody in my, my, my hood, now I come after yours. That's the cycle that Lucifer wants. 
This is a generation that, that, that has no fear of God, don't know God. You can't even talk to them about God. Not all of them are like that, only some. But Lucifer goes to get the rest on that same page. This is why we have to get out there and stop that. The youth is being sucked up by Lucifer like a vacuum cleaner, and we've got to turn that vacuum cleaner off and set them free. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Children, okay, children, home with please. We've got to understand they're sacrificing, what they're doing is they're sacrificing their lives, their families, their friends, and most of all, their souls for authority, power, fear from others, money, etc. Worldly, not spiritual things. These are the baits that Lucifer uses in his traps. To get you to to get you to believe you're doing the right thing, and you, <laughs> living living for what the world has to offer more than God, Lucifer has them believing in the I factor. That's what Jesus likes, and I like to call it the I factor. Lucifer got people thinking, "I got this. I don't need nobody's help. Anybody gonna help me out anyway? Anybody there for me? I do this on my own. Who?" Who's God? I got it. I don't need that. Lucifer stops. He stops. Which we want to talk on? Like I said, you know, this is real good. I'm loving this. When we, we've all had time periods where you cried out to God. I mean, rivers were flowing from your eyes. You had bubbles popping out of your nose. You, you, you couldn't, you, you, you stumbling trying to talk. But you call out to the Lord because either you did something wrong or you need help. But no matter what it is, you're calling out to the Lord. That's what the Lord wants us to do, to recognize we need him in our lives to straighten things out. I messed this up, Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry, though. You know what I mean? Can you help me? Thank you. But Lucifer, he wants you to be like, I messed that up. I so what? Don't mean nothing. Don't nobody care about it anyway. Let it go. And that's where the problem comes in. He's stopping us from calling on to God. We have to remember in Romans two, I mean Romans twelve and two, God said, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The perfect will of God. And that's what we have to start looking for. This is that, this, that, that, mm, <laughs> tongue fighting. That it's, it's that eye factor that's keeping mankind from renewing their mind and having and hearing from God. Because, this, because of this, God sacrificed his son. Now we're getting somewhere real now. God sacrificed his son. So mankind can have a fighting chance against evil in this world. As we look at First John 3 and 8 teaches us, states, he that committed sin is of the devil. He that committed sin is of the devil. Why? Because the devil sinned from the beginning. And for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he may destroy the works of the devil. Let's get a good look at that. Jesus' purpose was to come down here and help us from what Lucifer was doing to the Old, in the Old Testament. 
how he was made mankind take the burnt offerings and made it look like a joke. Had no real meaning to it anymore. And because of that, God knew they're going to need help. I'm talking about us in the future. They're going to need help. Because if Lucifer is building himself up, and remember, in the Old Testament, Lucifer was getting practice. Adam and Eve was practice for him. Once time started going on, a century started going on, and we, once we went from time to century to century to century to century to century, remember, all through those centuries, Lucifer had been working. If you go back and, and you feel like when Jesus and I are a history buff, you can see Lucifer's hand in everything, the 1400s, the 1700s, especially the 1800s. That was the time period of letting loose. But we have to understand he ain't practicing no more. It's 2022 going to 2023. Lucifer ain't practicing no more. He know what he's doing. And because he know what he's doing, we got to know what we're doing. And the only way we know what we're doing is through the word of God. You have to hear the word of God. You have to accept the word of God. You have to go and do the word of God. God said, be doers of my word, not listeners. Don't sit there. It's not for entertainment. It's not something that you're supposed to sit there. Oh, that sounds real good. I like that. No. It's supposed to change you, awaken you, aware you. And because of that, right now, Jesus and I want to put that call of salvation out to anyone out there that's listening right now that you recognizing that Lucifer got you running through some things and you don't want to do those things and you know this is not wrong and you want to get away from that and get God's help. All you need to do right now is say, Jesus Christ. Come into my heart, for I accept you as my personal Savior, for I need you to help me get my life straight. If you said those words, then you are, you are saved. Now we ask you and pray and beg you, please get into a Bible-based study church and study, and God will guide you. Turn your hands back over to our, who's, who I'm giving it back to right now? Hello? Agent. Okay. Go ahead, The Lord, we just want to thank and bless God for the word of God this evening. Did you hear the breakdown of that word? The devil got mad because he did not want us to receive that word this evening about acceptable and unacceptable sacrifices. Hallelujah. And it's funny because you picked up where Reverend Aaron had, had touched on last night when he explained to us that the word of God says is are reasonable and is an acceptable sacrifice. And he said to us, if, if, accept, if the word acceptable is in there, then that means there must be an unacceptable sacrifice. Hallelujah. And God came right back this evening and taught us what acceptable and unacceptable sacrifices look like. And we want you to join us tomorrow evening. We will be right back here for the fifth night, the fifth night of our seventh annual seven night Holy Ghost filled end of the year revival. Hallelujah, God. We will be here tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. with Elder Elisha Cooper. You do not want to miss the anointing tomorrow night right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. We thank and bless God for each and every one of you. Hallelujah. Our souls have truly been being blessed this week. Man of God, it is back in your hands to close us out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got a little step we got to go. 
out of any lesson that teaches about sacrifices, for there's no greater lesson about sacrifice that we can learn from than from Jesus. Seeing how mankind used sacrifices as a joke, Jesus knew that the blood of a, of, a, of a bull and goat could not save anyone from sin. As we are taught from Hebrews 10, 1 to 8, for the word of God says, now listen up now. For the law has, for the law, having a shadow of good things to come, as meaning like a, um, repentance, and not the very image of these things, can never with these sacrifices which they offer year by year continually make make the comer thereof unto it perfect. That's what God was just saying about how they take the sacrifices and make it jokeable, which means they will take a sacrifice for sin, do a sacrifice, and then commit another sin, and commit another sin, and commit another sin. For then what they have not had ceased to be offered. Cease is a word that means like cease, fire, stop, to end. God is saying here, if they had stopped committing sins, they wouldn't have no case to offer on for repentance. So we to check this out. Because that the worshiper once purged should have no more conscience of sin. Because the worshiper once purged should have no more conscience of sin. But in these sacrifices, there is a remembrance, again, made of sin every year. It is not possible for the blood of a bull or of ghost to take away sins. Therefore, when he comes cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and burnt off, and if sacrifice and offering thou would have not, but a body thou, thou hast prepared for me. Burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said, then, then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written of me to do, to do thy will of God. Above he said, above he said, sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and offerings of sin thou hast not, thou hast Thou would have not, neither has pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Like, like God was saying, once they started doing things that wasn't just <laughs> that Lucifer, listening to Lucifer, I mean, everybody seen the Ten Commandments. Everybody seen when Moses went to the top of the mountain to get the Ten Commandments, they, they thought Moses died. So what they do? They built a golden calf. See what God is saying? He went up to sacrifice something to get so God can give to the people to get the people's trait and everything, Ten Commandments. But when Moses went to the top of the hill, they thought he was dead. So they thought, they thought Moses was dead, they gave up on God. We're going to build this golden calf and make this our God. So Lucifer led, Lucifer led them to do that. Jesus' sacrifice is to free us from sin, free us from Lucifer's lies that stop us from hearing and calling on Jesus. When we know to turn, we know we need to turn away from our sinful natures. Something Lucifer plays as, something Lucifer uses as bait in his traps to get us into the eye factor. There's not much time. So start seeking Jesus out. So at that appointed time when death comes for you, because remember, we are all appointed to have a death to die. At least, not at least, sorry, Lord. We have a die once. <laughs> Lucifer tried sneaking in my head. To die once, and that is it. 
it is through Jesus Christ, his sacrifice that opens the door to salvation, and it's through that salvation we receive eternal life, as Hebrews 9, 26, 9, 26 to 8 says. Verse 9, I mean 26, I'm sorry, <laughs> chapter 9, verse 26. For then, most, for then must he often have sacrificed since the foundations of the world, but, but now once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by sacrificing himself. As, and as it is appointed unto man to once to die, but after that, after this, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them, and unto them that look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Hallelujah. So, in closing, praise God through helping others, doing what is right, putting yourself to the side for the needs of others, worshiping God and, and blessing him and calling on him. Praising God in the name of Jesus Christ is an acceptable sacrifice. Doing Lucifer deeds, being powerful, self-seeking, you're seeking authority over others, and just doing evil is an unacceptable sacrifice. May the wisdom of God be the key to guide you into seeking to praise God in all that you do, only in Jesus' name. Father God, we come to you only in spirit and truth, giving you worship you and just praising you and giving you honor and glory, God. Giving you thanks for this day, Father God. Praying, Father God, what you have spoke upon, acceptable and unacceptable sacrifices that people, that our people will understand what you were saying and learn to see Lucifer at play and call upon you and praise upon you and do the things that we're supposed to do and sacrificing ourselves truly unto you. Only in Jesus Christ's name, Father God, we give you the blessing, give you the glory, give you the honor. And only in Jesus Christ's blessing, name, Father God, we claim the victory over Lucifer, all that is fallen with you, and all that is influenced by you. Father God, we say in Jesus' name, we say yes unto you, and amen, amen, and amen. Have a blessed evening. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. Yeah.